This is an explicit podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome, and welcome. It is the Comedy Podcast. Welcome to number 144 of the Comedy Podcast coming to you. It is Wednesday, 28th April, 2021. It's the middle of the week. Let's power through with some beautiful, beautiful fucking comedy. Can anyone please explain to me how is it that my podcast, the comedy podcast, is growing the fastest during the month of Ramadan? It's boggling my mind. All right. This is supposed to be the month of restraint. I've even toned down the crudeness of my comedy to be a bit sensitive to my possibly Muslim listeners. But instead, what's happening is my podcast is sort of exploding. It is number five on the Spotify charts right now. It is on. <laughs> what's going on, guys? I just hope, I just hope that, please, if you listen to my podcast, listen to it after Iftar. Uh, listen to it after Buka Puasa because I'm really worried that if you listen to it during the day, you might break your fast. That's it. Uh, I'm going to start by setting expectations for my new listeners. Hey, new listeners, welcome to the comedy podcast. I see you. I see my uh, analytics that I'm getting a flood of new ones. So I just want to formally introduce this podcast. This is a comedy podcast, not a stand-up comedy recording. Yeah, Funny fucks like Dr. Jason Leong, they can like go up on stage for one hour and then they can get a laugh like two or three times a minute. That is not what this is. This is a podcast. It's more like a casual conversation, one-way conversation where I'm talking. And throughout the 30-minute episode, you might laugh uh, maybe three or four times. Hopefully, if you don't, then uh, I suggest switching to another podcast. Uh, what else? Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. And don't expect to like fall off your chair laughing either, although that might happen to you sometimes. Uh, but most of the times, this is going to be like a hehe or a mm. <laughs> That's uh, that's amusing. <laughs> All right, so expectations set. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I have a Chinese friend who has a girlfriend. He is quite successful. But here's the thing. He's not a tall guy. He's not a handsome guy. He's not physically attractive. But uh, from my observation, his girlfriend is quite crazy about him and this phenomenon has gotten me very interested piqued my interest i want to see what well, what is it about this relationship that makes her so crazy about him because she's attractive she's a cute motherfucker the the difference in attractiveness cannot be understated in this relationship but according to him uh, and based on just my observation okay she's head over heels but also according to him that pussy wet though yeah, one of the surest ways you can know if your woman is into you is how often does her pussy go like... Wait, I'm trying to make the sound. Can you hear that? I don't think you can. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry uh, my cheeks aren't uh, moist enough. It's Ramadan. Uh, anyway, I was just trying to make the pussy, no the pussy noise with my cheek. But yeah, how gushy is it? And according to him, like uh, she, she, she's fine. <laughs> like Niagara Falls. Uh, anyway, so this situation is very fascinating. And I just studied their relationship like hell, looked into it, tried to ascertain what is going on here. Why is she so attracted to him? And I just boiled it down. 
And I realized that it all comes from his ability to set proper boundaries with this woman. He's very strict about, for example, during the work time, he's very strict about letting him focus on work so he can't text her as often. You know, women like to text you throughout the day sometimes and then he's like quite strict about it. He's like, no, I can't do that. When he doesn't like something, he's very strict about his boundaries. He can say, I, I don't like this. Um, and he preemptively says things that he doesn't like either. It's like, if you do this, then the relationship is over pretty much. Basically, something like daddy vibes. At the same time, he's quite successful in his work, makes a lot of money. Everything I just discussed boils down to his personality, who he is. He knows how to explain to her what he wants and he's not afraid to leave if he doesn't get what he wants, if that makes sense. All right? Now, uh, the... Everything I I just realized, right? Everything I just realized is uh, everything I just discussed. It's like the equivalent of a six pack ab when it comes to attractiveness, and it's a shame, you know. I thought about this a lot, and I realized, oh man, it's so unfair for women because men can be attractive just by being the kind of person they are, but this kind of luxury is not really afforded to women, you know. When it comes to the desire to fuck, all right? One thing to start a family is another thing. I'll talk about that in a sec. But when it comes to desire to fuck, men are not like, oh, fuck, she's so good at overcoming life's challenges. It's so hot. <laughs> men are not like, I just want to fuck her all the time because she knows how to sort out her emotions. <laughs> Men are not like, she makes me so hard because she knows how to establish healthy boundaries. Now, men are just like, men are instead like, I like the fat on her chest. <laughs> I like when she put tongue on my balls. You know what I mean? You see the contrast over there. It's ridiculous. What the fuck, man? Being like this hurts you. Now, not all men Okay, obviously not all men, hashtag, hey, hey. But for a lot of men, when it comes to wanting to fuck, a woman's personality doesn't even factor. And it's a shame. Now, I remember, I said want to fuck, not will fuck, right? I'm talking about the voice in the head that, that goes kind of like, oof, oh yeah, when a hot woman walks by, but he doesn't have the balls to go up and talk. He just wants to fuck her. He's attracted, but he's not going to go and say, hi, want to fuck. It's like, imagine like, I don't know, Dwayne The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Momoa, or maybe even The King. They're wives, right? We might find them hot. We want to fuck them, but we, we won't because we might want to die. I'm just talking about desire. Yeah. Her, personali her personality does not really factor in. When does it factor in? Her personality tends to factor in when men want to start families. And even then, a lot of men don't even think about that. They just find the hottest woman, that, the most attractive woman they can land and then go from there because they want the nice fat on the butts that they can look at while they're doing it doggy style. I mean, a lot of men do run their relationships like that. You know, they just look for the hottest thing and stick with it and hope that they can get a steady supply of pussy, which is a shame, which is what I'm saying. Because, but because 
on the macro scheme of things, all right, it seems like there's less motivation for women to have an attractive personality because of how men are. It's not the women's fault. You know what I mean? When it comes to that, it, it, it all boils down to incentives. How are people incentivized to behave? So if women, if men behave like pigs, then women are going to behave like corn? No. <laughs> if men behave like, like pigs, then women are going to just behave like what attracts pigs. Does that, make, does that make sense? I think that makes a lot of sense. So because there's no incentive or little much less incentive to have an attractive personality. Is it any wonder that some women behave like terrible bi people? Just outright bitches, like honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, all they need is a good lump of fat on their chest, you know, and people just start paying for shit. Here's a drink, yeah, now suck this, yeah. Now, like, it, honestly, if men were more attracted to personalities, yeah, I think women would be much better behaved in this world. And again, that's not the women's fault. But then maybe some of you are, you might be thinking, oh, women should just have more agency. And I'm like, why should they? You know, they want high quality dick. And they got to do whatever it takes to get that high quality dick. Does that make sense? They want a high value man. They want the sexiest man they can. And if these sexy men want hoes, with no personalities, then that's what they're going to do. They're going to be that person. If we, if we as a collective just sort of uh, said, right, we, we like it when women are emotionally well put together. If that gave us a boner, then man, watch humanity change overnight. Just <laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys. Uh, I love a good personality, but it doesn't give me a boner. I, it just sucks. It just sucks. You know, it doesn't turn me on. I, I wish it did. Uh, if we can sort of figure out genetic, uh, genetic uh, fucking rewriting of the genome or whatever, if we can have like a good personality kink embedded into every male, oh man, I think, I think society, we would have the cure for cancer. Erectile dysfunction would not be a problem anymore. What else? Um, hell, man, we can make peace with ISIS. Israel and Palestine would finally find peace. I mean, <laughs> uh, not in my lifetime. All right, here's an embarrassing story. I felt like a proper dickwad asshole yesterday. Wow, that's a confusing chain of words to put together. Here's the thing. I went to the Mandarin Oriental to attend a dinner yesterday in Iftar. Okay. Uh, and I was wearing my full-on baju melayu. This is fucking embarrassing. But the problem is I I got the date wrong. So I went there one day early. I gave them the name of the guy who organized the meal and said, ah, it's under, it's under fucking uh, Hilmi. Yeah, it's under Hilmi. Can you please check if uh, my name is, uh, if Hilmi's name is there and let me in. And then I gave the name and they were like, so sorry, there's nobody here with that name. So I was like, no, please check again. I'm very hungry. And then the name really actually wasn't there. Now, first of all, have you been in this situation? You would already feel like a dumbass. Look, you feel like a dumbass. You look like a dumbass. You look like someone who is demanding for something that they're not entitled to, right? So I'm just standing there like feeling like a loser 
because I'm not allowed in this uh, very exclusive buffet. But, you know, I feel like an extra wanker fuck standing there in full costume with my baju melayu, my songkok, my kain pelikat. <laughs> I just look like an extra idiot just wearing that. The only thing, if I wore a Chris, right, that would have been some next level, like, dumb fuck look. Just standing there in the costume. Like, it's like this. Imagine going to a Halloween party, dressed up as a Teletubby, and they say your name is not on that list, and then you have to walk away. You have to go home dressed up as a Teletubby. It, it just looks weird. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. You know, after this stupid ordeal, I had to go into uh, McDonald's to break my fast, right? It was the simplest thing because I was running out of time. And people were properly staring at me to give context to the international fucks. That's like going to a McDonald's in a tuxedo and eating alone. It looks weird. People people might stare. And yeah, I, I, I was just there at my full-on baju Melayu, just eating there alone. People were like looking at me thinking, oh, I wonder what happened to that guy. That's what I'm just imagining. I hope you guys are having a better Ramadan. After this episode, I'm going to go and uh, join the buffet. Hope I have a good time. Hope I don't stuff myself again. Then again, it's a free buffet. Why the fuck not? Oof, uh, maybe this is a good time to share more about my past. I want to talk about one of the biggest crushes I've ever had in my entire life. This was intense, all right? I was in middle school and I had a crush on this beautiful girl. At the time, I thought she was gorgeous. And now when I think back about her, uh, I actually think, oh yeah, she was actually quite pretty. And by some miracle, yeah, I did the Asian confession. You know, I talk about this all the time. I'm like, I profess my love for you. And she, by some miracle, she agreed to be my girlfriend. Now, why do I say miracle? I was not a, I was not an attractive fuck at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you know what's so sad? Even though she was my girlfriend, uh, I was uh, too much of a puss to do anything about it. I think I might have been 13 years old. And by that, right, like after she said yes, I would just be super nervous around her, around my own quote-unquote girlfriend on paper. Like just sitting next to her, I would just kind of focus on my can of drink and just drink my fucking Coke or whatever couldn't even talk to her we would just walk in fucking silence because i got too nervous just standing next to her made me feel so good it made my heart go and it made my boner just going doing 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 just sticking out of my pants it fucking hurt to walk with that boner with those old uh, school pants so it's a very uncomfortable situation for me like breathing hurts i know it sounds sad but at the same time isn't that just a beautiful thing that you have feelings for somebody so strong, the feeling is so intense, that talking and breathing becomes so difficult. There's pureness in that kind of adoration for another human being. It's quite beautiful to feel that way about somebody. But here's the problem, okay? It's a shame that that kind of behavior, that kind of liking somebody is relationship suicide. It really is. Very few people like and enjoy the thought of like being perfect like being thought of as a perfect person does that make sense no one no one really deeps down unless there's some sort of narcissist no one really likes being put on a pedestal and here's why 
it's too much for most people because most people know that they are flawed human beings with shitty personalities, shitty thoughts. Most people know the degree of their selfishness. And when someone else adores them to a crazy extent, they like take a pause and then they're like, wait, why does this person like me so much? I don't get it. They think, oh, this person's standards must be so low. Why are this person's standards so low? This person must be a loser. Aha. That's why those nice guys, you know, who pine for and constantly chase the girls they like. You know what I mean? Those guys incessantly, incessantly texting, <coughs> excuse me, not giving up. They keep getting rejected. You know why that dynamic exists? Exists. It's because we're built to sort of get the best we possibly can. And if someone is super crazy about us and we always think that, hey, this person must be of low value and maybe I can get someone better, you know? Because if this person's so happy to be with me, then, then maybe, maybe this person's not so good. Mm. I hope I'm making sense to, this, to you beautiful fucks. Obviously, um, what happened after that was that woman, oh man, I wanted to fuck her so bad at the time. I found her so hot. She smelled amazing too. Have you ever met people who just smell amazing? And whenever you smell them, you just get so horny. But yeah, it's nothing I regret. Uh, I, I'm so happy I went through that situation because it taught me a lot about relationships. It's so great to make your mistakes when you're 13 so that when you're in your 20s, you can kind of avoid... Those fucking pitfalls. Oh, my cats are meowing. I hope you can't hear that. Anyway. Um, you know, it might sound fucked up, the dynamic that I just described to you, but that very dynamic is what helped create a healthy human species that continues to dominate life on Earth, if that makes sense. It's just natural selection. It's how we screen for good partners and bad partners, that kind of thing. And when... To some extent, I guess this kind of works, yeah? So, like, you get a gauge of who's at your level, if that makes sense. So that if people from high, like, high quote-unquote levels, sexual market value, whatever you want to call it, they procreate, they make healthy children, those children are going to go and, like, live better lives and there are higher chances of those children propagating their genes. And what happens is you have an entire species that do this. And... Uh, arguably healthy species you know we dominated the earth so who the fuck am i to judge it and call it fucked up but excuse me i can call it tragic you know i can call it tragic that those skinny those skinny nerdy fucks you know keep getting passed on by the women who go for the tall chiseled men I can cry about it all I want, but at the end of the day, you know, I have no idea what's good for society. Maybe it's good that fuck boys and hoes fuck each other. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's been working for human society for millennia, so maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so quick to fucking judge it. Like, what would happen if the nerds were the ones who got the pussy? You know, that, that's a question I ask myself often. I know it's a weird question to ask myself often, but it is something I ask, you know? And didn't it happen? Silicon Valley, a lot of these nerds uh, end up becoming fucking rich and then they date the hot girls and then get divorced and half the money goes to the women. 
Oh my God, Jeff Bezos' wife is like among the richest people in the earth now. It's ridiculous. Is that the kind of world I want to live in? No. Let the, let let the hot women fuck the fuck the the broke hot guys. <laughs> marry the broke hot guys and then they can give birth to to like really poor children as well i don't i don't fucking know let the nerds be alone with their money <laughs> yeah well, well, well yeah so all right hoes i don't know keep going for the fuck boys nerds keep getting rejected because this is how we stay healthy apparently disclaimer i'm not uh claiming to be an evolutionary biologist of any sort it's just that this topic interests the hell out of me and I've been researching this topic since I was about 14 years old. Yeah, right right uh, after the breakup with that woman. She broke up with me quite quickly. It was either one day later or one week later, I can't remember. I cried like a bitch. So not sexy. But everything that happened was super fascinating to me and I hope you enjoyed just getting to know about something embarrassing about my past. It's time for some podcast promotion, some podcast love. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging out on this episode right here. Uh, I want to thank you again for helping me get to number five on the Spotify charts. If you want to continue to support me, the best thing you can do is just recommend this podcast to a friend by word of mouth. Uh, just recommend an episode you like. You can recommend Malay's Gone Wild or Yesterday's Namba 143 is really good. Just explain that it's really crude comedy, super interesting topics, lots of pee-pee touching. It might be illegal soon, so enjoy it while you can. If you want to take an extra step, what you can do is take a screenshot of this beautiful episode right here. You can upload it to your Instagram story. And tag me at the comedy podcast underscore. I would really appreciate your help, you beautiful fucks. While you're there, go feel free to ask me any listener questions you want. Today I got quite a few and I'm looking forward to tackling them. All right. That's the promotion for today. Thank you so much for listening. And now we will return to the episode. You know what's a scary thought I had today? My podcast is at number five. And if you go look at your Spotify charts, it's next to a lot of religious podcasts. A lot. On top of me, below me. Seriously, I just wonder sometimes if the Ustads who run those podcasts... Man, Ustads are modern these days. I like it. <laughs> we spread the word of God with the, with the techie technology. Why the fuck not? But yeah, seriously, sometimes I wonder if those Ustads themselves, they click on my podcast or the listeners click on the podcast. Like, what if they go like, yeah, my podcast is number three on Spotify. And then their listeners check and be like, and then they're very holy. You know, they're holy listeners. They check the fucking rankings. They see me, the comedy podcast at number five and they click it and they hear all the horny shit and they're like, <gasps> a guest. And hey, maybe maybe the religious fucks are the horniest fucks in the world. That's my theory. And maybe the my podcast is getting a lot of these uh, horny fucks. That's what uh, these religious fucks. I think that's what's going on here. I think that is what is going on here. That's why I'm growing. It's because these 
these uh these holy people they like they want to go on uh the Spotify charts during Ramadan just to check you know what wholesome content can I listen to that makes my life better that brings me closer to God and heaven they come across me and they enjoy the fuck out of it because I awake cuz like look everyone wants to be entertained and everyone has sick thoughts and they want a place to escape they're people they're human so i'm sure they have urges and all that and i'd love to be the one who helps them explore all the questions about pp touching and all that they might be that they might be afraid to explore themselves you know maybe my podcast is an escape for them it's fucking fascinating for me i wonder if my suspicion is right although i don't know if i'll ever find out all right it is time for me to tackle some listener questions uh this one just uh, on the top it just says Your boy needs an advice about relationship. How do I move on and become a better person? All right, this is a good one. So, I'm guessing this boy uh just went through a breakup. Uh how to move on? It's simple, man. You you move on by trying not to move on. I repeat, you move on by trying not to move on. And for the rest of you beautiful fucks, if you're trying to get over somebody, maybe you've been rejected, maybe you were never in a relationship, you told someone, you did the Asian confession and they didn't reciprocate the feelings. What you need to uh, to move on, you need to finish your grieving. That means finish crying, finish feeling sad. I think too many people fight that sadness. Does that make sense? whenever they feel sad they like f- distract themselves call a friend try to do something fun watch a netflix oh man don't watch netflix man here's what you do turn off your gadgets think about how much you like that person get it out of your system and you cry cry as long as you can i think the general rule is the grieving period is half the time of when you were together so for example if you're together 5 years like i used to be in a relationship for 5 years i grieved for a long fucking time at least a year but maybe it was two years i can't remember anymore but that's something you need to go through yeah just be sad finish crying finish crying never fight the sad feelings and then i guarantee you one day you're going to wake up and then you're going to feel great you're going to feel great so do that and at the same time i encourage you to date as much as you can after you've built up your self esteem don't just settle for anybody you know date casually or should i be giving out that advice during ramadan <laughs> casual dating helped me a ton in getting over my ex so that's something i can recommend to you fucks you know just see other people see what's out there who knows you might find someone who's better that's that's the thing that motivated me and i did find someone who was better for me does that make sense there you go All right, what's the other thing? Uh and become a better person. Why wow, you're asking me how you can become a better person? I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> I'm not 100% well put together. But maybe I can give you advice, one at one piece of advice on how to be a better person. Uh fucking fucking pay attention to your surroundings. There we go. Uh as much as you can just observe whatever's around you you see a table just fuck look at look the fuck out of the table just look at the table look at the color look at the texture the material feel it touch it smell it listen to it taste it i don't know but try and really absorb that table you do that a few times a day it's like meditating and what does it do you know what it does it makes you better at relationships not just with your woman but with your parents with your friends, your teachers, your bosses, your colleagues, whatever it is, it just helps you become more present 
And yeah, there you go. That's something you can work on, being more present in the moment. Um, learning something new also helps you get over uh, a relationship when you become obsessed with learning something new. So why don't you go ahead and like apply yourself to a goal, do all those things, and not only will you uh, move on from this person, and you will become a better person as well. So yeah, I hope that's helpful to your buddy. Okay, next question. Advice to college students from studying to general young life advice. Okay, this question was worded horrendously. I want to repeat it. Advice to college students. Okay, that's the general one. And then she gives me a range. From studying to general life advice. Okay, there we go. When it comes to studying, I would recommend the Pomodoro technique. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but it's the Japanese technique of studying in blocks. I also use this technique to do productive work at work. So uh, my time is divided into 30-minute blocks. So in every 30 minutes, for 25 minutes, I will do work and only work and focus on work. And then I'll take a five-minute break. And in that break, I'll drink water or go to the toilet, scroll my phone, Instagram, that kind of thing, just mindless. I might just sit there, okay? And then after the five minutes is over, 25 minutes of doing work again, five minutes break, Pomodoro technique. You can Google it yourself, Pomodoro technique. It really works for me because it, uh, when I do that, the rests, man, they, they do wonders for me. They just help me power through like hours and hours. If I do this, I can go, I can work for hours nonstop. It's because of the scheduled breaks. And yeah, I'm quite strict on the breaks. No more than 30 second margins. Like when it's time for a break, I will stop, stretch my legs, stand up or just sit down and then continue the work. Okay, that's my studying tip. Try that. So general young life advice. This is my advice, okay? Uh, date as much as you can. Date as many people as you can because the modern world is an amazing place. If you are okay with fucking, fuck as many people as you can. But if you are religious and you don't do that, at least get to know as many people as you can. Why? Because in this modern world, you are given the wonderful option of basically it's like, um, it's like speed dating, kind of, but not really. The point is... When we were confined to like villages and shit, we could not meet as many people. So the chances of finding someone who was built just to make us happy was really low. Does that make sense? But now you can meet thousands of people if you wanted. And if the moment you do that, the chances of you finding someone who can make you very happy is much, much, much higher. And doing this during your university days is the best because that's when you don't have responsibilities. Just go out and date and fuck around. And if you don't want to fuck, just meet as many people as you can just to see you know, what's not for you. You become really good at sort of ascertaining what are the red flags, warning signs you don't like, that kind of thing. Uh, if you do decide to fuck around a lot, man, you learn. <laughs> you learn You learn about the intricacies of like uh, pleasuring another human being. You learn that, oh, different women or different men like vastly different things. And maybe you can find someone who likes the weird thing that you like. I don't know, you fucking like armpits, ankles. Meet as many people as you can and you're going to find your armpit guy. All right, guys, that is the time for today's episode. I will speak to you on Thursday tomorrow. Bye.